We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I may have, may or may not have, you know, forgotten that, you know, like, once I hit live, <laughs> even though there's music playing, you know, like, if I talk, people can hear me, so it's Monday, it's been, you know, we've had a lot more going on here recently. <laughs> Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk, we're up and rolling, along with Vince D'Addario, yes, I'm Sean Styers, who talks over <laughs> the intro <laughs> music that's good but uh, hey you know it is what it is right yeah, it's all good vince you're already getting uh the, the the news of your new job is is uh has reached canada yeah here yes so it has congrats, thank you congrats on your new do you do you want to get that out of the way before we get going do you want to talk about it sure yeah no okay. definitely so i uh just today officially accepted a new position uh, obviously my day job, everybody knows that I am a teacher and a baseball coach over at Riley high school in South bend. But as of today, I am going to be the Dean of students at a different high school in a different corporation It is uh, Penn high school, uh, which is where my kids go. Uh, so that's kind of the, the basis for that. So I get to be in the same corporation as my family. And, uh, but also, and the saddest part of this whole thing is that I have to step down as the head baseball coach. Yeah. Uh, at Riley, that's that's the toughest part. And uh, I was I was already turning the screws on Sean to come help me out, you know, <laughs> next year, next season. Yep. And now all that is up in smoke. So he's probably happy. He's yeah, probably yeah. happy that now I'm not going to bother him about it. But uh, but no, it's it's bittersweet. It, it's something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And uh, I'm out of the classroom now and kind of in an administrative role, which is a whole new uh, ball of wax. So that'll be fun. So today I officially accepted the position and. Uh, resigned at my old position and set up my new office and the whole thing. So pretty, pretty excited, pretty excited, but nothing changes my dedication to Irish breakdown. I want nothing sure. changes here. I want to make sure people here. understand right. that not going anywhere there. So uh, really excited about everything that kind of goes along with everything. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. Once again, we've talked about, you know, a little bit about it ourselves off the air. My only disappointment is it also means we can't do high school football together on Fridays anymore because you'll have other duties out there. At yes. So I, I, I maybe believe you can just make sure that yeah. next year when, you know, the backyard brawl is renewed. Yes. We can, uh, we can work together to make sure we have a good connection. Absolutely. 
for me and whoever's doing the games with me. Yeah, no doubt. I my my son, you know, was in the student section a bunch last year, and and one of the people in my position has to stand like in or in front of the student section and kind of keep everything section under control. And he's like, Dad, don't be that guy. Like, okay, (laughs) no way, Dad. At least for two more years. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's like, don't be that guy. So. Yeah. All right. Couple things up front. The uh, friendly always reminder: smash the like button, subscribe, comment, rate, review, all that good stuff. Regardless of what platform that uh, you listen or watch, Notre Dame has had four practices over the last four days. We've been to three of them, Vince and I. So, for the YouTube live watchers, if you have specific practice questions, hit us up. We're going to do our best to answer them. In today's show, you know, whether it's the first segment, we might use them in rapid fire, just kind of depending on how things go. We'll keep an eye on things and, uh, you know, we will uh, do our best to get to those because I'm sure that you have a lot of questions. We have some observations. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks Mm -hmm. today. We're going to be talking about some other uh, players that we've seen out there so far, because what today is, you know, we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen. (laughs) We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice, not a game. Not the game that you and I, Vince, would go out there and die to play every game like it's our last. Not the game. Not the game. Today, today, Vince, we're talking about practice, man. So, (laughs) So here we are. We're talking about practice. Again, we have been there to, uh, you know, to... We've had three media availabilities. First one was a full practice. Yes. Last two have been the first five periods, and there's a big difference in what you get <laughs> in a full practice compared to the first five periods. I was telling some, you know, a couple, I, you I think included, it would just be beautiful if they're going to give us five periods. How about you just give us the last five periods of practice when something's going on? I realize that's probably the stuff they don't want us to see, but, right. you know, like, because there's also, you know, we get done, practice starts 9.30, we're out of there by about 10.15, and then we come back to do interviews with the coaches and players and stuff like that at noon. So there's a gap of about an hour and a half where about a half dozen or so of us were over at Martin's Side Door Deli, you know, cranking <laughs> All right. stuff out in the in-between session. So we were we were doing that. But uh, do you want to just start with quarterbacks? You know, I know what it's, everybody wants to know about, yeah. right? I mean, we might as well. And there's... There's some uh, questions that I've starred over there. If you want to go to the starred category, Sean, you can pull those sure. up as we talk okay. uh, because there, there's some about quarterbacks. We might as well get those out of the way right now since we're talking about quarterbacks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I tell you what, you know, I would say when it comes to the quarterbacks, I have seen pretty much what I anticipated that I would see, Sean. I mean... You know, obviously nothing has been announced, and I, I, this is Vince talking. This is not Notre Dame football talking. This is not Marcus Freeman or Tommy Reese talking. This is me talking. But it's pretty clear who QB one is, yeah. who QB two is, and who QB three is. I yes. mean, there's and and four for that matter. You know, somebody somebody was asking about Ron Paulus the third, and you know where he stands and all of that. Look, it is very. I think when it comes to quarterbacks, not to cut you off, when it comes to quarterbacks, everyone kind of has their pet guy. (laughs) Oh, oh, absolutely. This guy, you know, that kind of thing. And I've got, absolutely. it's it's probably like that at at any position, you know, quarterback being the one at the top. But yeah, it's, there was, you know, again, the full practice is where you could really see how the reps were being divvied up in the two five period practices. It's more the quarterbacks are still just going through warm-ups, but they also go in order of who's the guy to number four. And right. it always goes 12, 10, 18, 11. The numbers of the quarterbacks. If you don't know, you know, if you don't have your <laughs> roster handy, that's Tyler Buckner, followed by Drew Pine, yes. followed by Steve Angeli, followed by Ron Paulus the third. That is the pecking order. That and it, it has been yeah. consistent so far at the three practices we've been to. Yeah, I it was, and it, again, not at all what I, it is exactly what I expected to see. It's not at all surprising, yeah. basically. The only thing that would surprise me, I suppose, at this point is if they were, you know, everything was even and, you know, everybody got a third of the reps and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And and again, I'm not discounting Ronnie Paulus the third, but he's not part of the quarterback competition. Okay, he is officially the guy who's going to signal in plays. And yeah. when you have that job, you really have no chance of starting, okay? And he he's fourth on the depth chart, but he has his role. And nothing wrong with that. So he he is the signaler. He's the the signal guy uh, of the Red Army and that's great for him. Uh it's a great that, I mean that's an important role to be honest. Look, he gets to go on all the trips. You know, most people fourth on the depth chart aren't going on the trips. So Good point. Good for him. Like that's great. So Yeah. Uh so that's his role. And, and to be honest, Evangeli isn't really a part of the quarterback competition either. I mean, he's taken third-team reps, and third-team, I would say, and I think I said this the other day, it's about 10% of the total reps yeah. is is the third-team. I mean, And it's, it's with the third-team. You know, yes, we should also say correct. that 
Based on the reps we saw in the full practice, Tyler Buckner probably got, what, more than 95% of the snaps with the first team. Yes. Pine, 95-plus percent of his reps were with the second team. Then, again, Steve and Jelly and and down the line. And and the reps, and and Jelly was not getting a lot. You know, the third team was not getting a lot of reps at practice, understandably. You're, you know, even though it's early in fall camp, you're going to give the bulk of the reps to, you know, first and second team guys. And, you know, like we we were watching them run red zone plays and, you know, Buckner throws his pass or two. Pine, you know, throws his pass or two. And then Steve Angeli handed off to the running back and they, you know, it was that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, there was not, you know, comparable, you know, what they were doing out there and that kind of thing. You know, I think they view it as you've got, you know, you've got a really dynamic up and comer in Tyler Buckner, a different gear, a different element that Drew Pine does not give you. Pine has they might even have almost the same amount of experience, you know, I guess Pine has a little bit more because he played in, you know, a handful more games as a true freshman. But again, it was like a snap here, snap there. Right. Right. You know, it was mop up type stuff. At least Pine has more experience, I guess, running a full offense than Tyler Buckner has. But at the same time, you know, it's just what we've seen so far, what the pecking order is. It's pretty obvious right now, sort of how things are viewed. Yes. No question. And and again, like you mentioned, Drew Pine was the official second string quarterback last year. He was getting the second team reps during yes. practice. He was the second team quarterback. Tyler Buckner was the third team quarterback with a package. So he was able to run his package in practice, but he wasn't running the full offense. That was never what he was asked to do. And so mm-hmm. in games when they would ask him to do some things that were outside of his package and things like that, he didn't do very well. Well, that's what happens when you don't practice it, you know? So I, I, I'm i not saying I give him a complete pass for some of the things that he did, specifically the Georgia Tech or the Virginia Tech game. But at the same time, we can't anticipate and expect him to be really good at something he doesn't practice, okay? He's been practicing as QB1 all spring, all fall up to this point, you know? So he is, you know, absorbing the playbook, and it's very obvious and there's a different dynamic when he's behind center than when Drew Pine is behind center. It's a different offense. It's right. a more dynamic offense, period. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I know there's a lot of Drew Pine people out there. And somebody said in the chat the other day, or maybe it was on the message board, that, you know, mark my words, Drew Pine's going to be leading the team out, you know, again in the horseshoe. And that's the only chance Notre Dame has to win. You're entitled to your opinion. And that's fantastic. That's not going to happen unless there is a massive injury to Tyler Buckner, in yeah. my opinion. I, don't I would see agree that with that as well. As of right now, I would I would totally agree with that as well. And even just like listening to Tommy Reese and the quarterback, you know, like they're all the quarterbacks are obviously talking about what they're doing to try to put sure. themselves in the best position and things like that. But even the conversation doesn't sound like the typical, you know, here's here's what this guy has to do, here's what this guy has to do, you know, all those kind of things that you hear it's just the, the the conversation i'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion but the the the, the things that you hear don't sound right. like like that so right. far right kyle n asks hey guys are you concerned about tyler's release point he had a lot of mistakes last year with throws over wide receivers heads in the camp clips i can see that low arm angle and the nose 
of the football. Uh, I'll just say you know, he's been pretty accurate from mm-hmm. what I've seen so far. You know, whether it's versus air, you know, one-on-one with defenders out there, 11-on-11, I have not seen it be an issue. You know, and like we talked about this, that, you know, this obviously became a big thing with Brandon Wimbush a few years ago. Sure. To an extent, you know, maybe it was going to become a thing with Phil Jerkovic, you know, like the, the arm angle and the mechanics, how much do you correct and all that stuff, you know, like look at Philip Rivers in the career that he had. That was not an optical, you know, like what you would call an optimal arm angle. I, I think that, you know, you're 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 better off if if he can get it from point A to point B, it doesn't matter what it right. looks like, you know, what what the arm angle looks like or any of that. I you I, I definitely think, especially at this point in the game, in training camp, right. you don't want to be messing with that stuff so no i agree thoughts on arm angle and that kind of thing what you've seen and 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 everything else well look there there's a prototypical you know what what people think a quarterback's arm slot and you know the angles and all of those things should look like right there's and and to be honest with you cj Carr kind of looks like that i mean he's kind of got that prototypical high um you know standing up straight throw and all of these different things and he throws the ball like a classic quarterback would throw the ball does a great job super accurate all of those things yes Tyler Buckner drops the arm angle a little bit compared to other guys but he's accurate and so I don't care as much right right I we have seen what happens when guys try to when coaches try to tinker with guys throwing motions look Tyler Buckner was a borderline five-star recruit in high school for a reason because he was super productive he did a great job. He was accurate. You know, he's able to pick apart defenses, all of those different things. And then he went to a quarterback's coach his senior year when he wasn't playing and he tried to change his arm angle and, and all of that different stuff. And he didn't look very good. You yeah. know, when he went to the Elite 11, he didn't look very good. Now he's kind of back well, to what he was doing when he was in high school. And I feel like he's actually gotten more accurate. And it, and it comes down to if you start tinkering with mechanics, especially when the season is going on. Absolutely. You, you what, what, what happens to the quarterback then is rather than reading a defense, you know, going through his progressions, doing the things that he's supposed to be seeing, he's thinking about, is my arm angle right? And, you know, like you can compare this a little bit. One thing Drew Pine did talk about the other day, you know, was watching a lot of film. He's basically buried himself in the film room and he's, right. you know, he's done a lot of that so that when you get on the field, you've essentially gone through all those situations and, you're, you know, you're not seeing it for the first time. And it's basically just see it and react so that you're not thinking about it. And he said, if you if you have to think about it on the field, mm-hmm. then you lose a second. And then, you know, in a second or, or in a football game, a second is a long time. And it's the same with your mechanics, you know, whether yep. it's football, throwing the football or, you know, a baseball player working on the mechanics of, of your swing over the, you know, like if you're trying to correct, you know, a loop or, you know, whatever it happens to be, you're, you know, you're leaking, whatever it is. If you're trying to do that in the course of the season so that like you're spending, you know, these reps here during the week trying to correct mechanics, then you get to game day on Saturday. Right. What's going to happen is you're just going to go. Re- you're just going to revert to whatever your muscle memory is. Exactly. And all that work that you just did is going to go out the window. But, you know, kind of what you're saying, if you're going to do it, it needs to be in the off season where you've got thousands of you know hours and, and repetitions that you right. can get in. Now is not the time to be thinking about that absolutely now it's just this is what it is and now you know can we win with that can he you know can does he give us the best chance to win with whatever it is he's got you know mechanics and otherwise and 
to be honest with you, yeah, he changes his arm slot. And that's one of the things, in my opinion, that made his high school film so awesome was that he kind of had that. And somebody actually mentioned Patrick Mahomes. He kind of has a little bit of that to him. He can kind of change his arm slot. He can get Mm -hmm. the ball out and all of these different things. Look, Tyler Buckner is going to be on the run at times, right? And he's almost at his best when he is on the run. Now, he can throw from the pocket. He does a really good job at it. But when they're doing drills where they're moving around and they're using their feet and all of these different things, he's, in my opinion, very accurate at that time. The most accurate of all of the quarterbacks at Notre Dame at the moment. And so I want that. That's what I want. I want that dynamic possibility while he's on the run to keep his eyes downfield because the, you know, not last year, but the, you know, the three years before that, that wasn't the case. As soon as the scramble began, it was, I'm running. That's it. I'm not looking, you know, that's it. Tyler is the opposite. When he gets out, he's looking to throw the ball. He's not looking to run the ball, but he can. He's dynamic with, with, you know, with his legs, obviously, but he's looking to throw the ball. He does a really good job of that, going through his progressions, all of those different things. I've been very impressed with Tyler Buckner. People just need to relax and be excited about the fact that you've got a dynamic kid behind center. What do you think about his footwork? Brian wants to know. I I have he is by far the most agile, the best with his footwork of the four quarterbacks. It's not close. Um, I I don't you would never have been able to tell that he twisted his ankle. I still contend that if that exact same injury occurred during the fall and there was an actual game that Saturday, he would have played. I, I fully believe that. You know they held him out because it didn't matter. It was a practice, and if. They would have held him out on a Wednesday afternoon. You hold him out of the spring game. It's a practice. It doesn't matter. And so, yeah, I I think that that was a minor thing. It was just bad timing. And it just, the rumor mills just went crazy with that. And it was (laughs) absolutely unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There, you know, there's been nothing that I've seen that is, you know, like what we have not seen is a guy who throws the ball into the ground one moment. Right. And then sails one over somebody's head the next moment. You know, like his, there have been a couple times, you know, where, you know, it might not be right on the money, but, you know, like if we're talking about the accuracy things, it's been Drew Pine who's been a little bit more of that. I have seen him, you know, sail, you know, a and couple, you know, again, remember now, he, hop, he hopped one. Uh, he hopped one. It was yeah. uh, like a screen pass and he, right. he hopped it to him. Look, that happens. It happens all the time. I was talking to Brian about it. He's like, "Yeah, first day of uh, of fall camp, you hop one over there. Yeah, that happens. You know that. So it's not something I'm freaking out about. But he's and the that's one that the hops. thing. That's the thing. Like if we look at Colin Park's question as well, how much eleven on eleven have you gotten to watch, and how have the quarterbacks looked in it? The only eleven on eleven we got to see was <laughs> you know the the full practice the first yeah. day. You know because again. These last two practices, Saturday and this morning, that we got to see, they were the first five periods. And, mm-hmm. you know, starts off with warm-ups. That's not one of the periods necessarily. But then what they have done predominantly, you know, there's been a little special team stuff mixed in. But they have also, you know, just gone and done position drills. Mm-hmm. And for the quarterbacks, it's mostly, you know, just doing some light throwing, you know, to kind of start to, you know, to loosen their arms up and then, like, you know, also today they were doing, you know, like some read option type stuff, handing off to running backs, just practicing the mesh and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, so right. all of the 11 on 11 we got to see was Friday in the first right. 
full practice. And, and it wasn't full contact, obviously, because right. they were just helmets just and there was shells. Nobody's yeah. going to the ground and all of that different stuff. And so, you know, you're not getting the full look up front that you would normally get. It was basically 11 on 11. And oh, by the way, why don't, why don't the linemen just get involved too? And we should also mention, you know, maybe for the people who haven't listened to, you know, either Brian or read the Intel, you know, like if you haven't, if you've kind of flown blind through this so far, you haven't read or, or listened to a lot of stuff, what they're doing this year, and this came from Al Golden's NFL background, is the offense is starting out in the red zone, you know, rather than let's start off at our own 15 or 20 yard line and do a two minute drill down. You know, they did a little bit of that. It seemed like maybe they started closer to midfield when they did that, Mm -hmm. but they're starting in the red zone so that the defensive backs and wide receivers, the skill position players aren't doing quite as much running early on to kind of, Hmm. you know, kind of build them up a little bit, save their legs a little bit, you know, build them up and, and that kind of thing. So most of the, Almost all the offense that we've seen live yeah. has been in the red zone, and that's, which is you know, great. I yeah. I think you know number one, I like the reasoning that you just gave on why they're doing it. I think that's really smart, but it's also a stat that wasn't very good last year. To be honest with yeah. you, their their red zone efficiency was not very good offensively, and so I'm happy that that's something that they're focused on early and often because I'll tell you what, the red zone offense looks really good with Tyler Buckner. Uh, I, I love the threat of him and the design runs and the things that they've kind of been working on. And, uh, he just adds a whole other dimension. He just does. And it's dynamic. It's awesome. And it's going to be really, really effective. So it's been nice to see the red zone because that's an area that I'm not concerned with necessarily moving forward, but it's an area they had to improve. And so they've clearly done some self-scouting and realize, and I know for a fact that, they they are you know the red zone is on their radar that it's something that they want to be good mm-hmm. at and uh so that's that's really good to see that that's the emphasis early on for multitude of reasons but yeah well the other thing is like again this is just what we got to see on on friday tyler you know, one of the things marcus freeman said after friday's practice is we know the guy can run yeah we need it we need him throwing the ball right now and it was a little bit like phil jerkovic in the blue gold game a couple of years ago remember when phil yeah. was was so ticked off that he couldn't you know run the full offense and he wasn't allowed to run yeah. he had to stay in the pocket there was there was some more of that with tyler buckner the other day where they want him you know they don't want him just taking right. off at the first opportunity they want him to continue going through those reads and prog- progressions and and trying to do that First, you know, so there was, you know, a little bit of that with him. Uh, you know, we did see Drew Pine throw a, a, an interception. It was tipped, uh, you know, and then it was intercepted in the end zone. It was tipped around the fight, you know, between the five and ten and intercepted in the end zone. He did make probably the highlight play of the day on a scramble that he had coming out of the pocket. You know, he the ball was on the left hash mark. He got out. He sprinted out to his right and he threw a low dart that Braden Lindsay went yeah, down and made a great really catch. Nice, yeah. Diving grab. You know, that was, you know, again, that was probably the highlight play of the day, but there were also, you know, some inconsistencies drew had just with, you know, what you were talking about, bounce right. the ball in there and, and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, and again, there was, there was one play I remember where Tyler kind of escaped the pocket to the left and I felt like he could have run and he gotten could have taken yards, off if he wanted to. Yeah. But he threw it into kind of double coverage. Remember that one? And it yeah. was like, well, yeah. it's not the greatest 
decision. Or no, he threw it away. I'm sorry. He threw it up and over and it hit the back fence. Back, um, that bad back yeah. corner of the end zone. Yep. That's, right. so that's what it was. When I think in a game, he probably tucks that and goes because there was nobody. There was a lot of green in front him. of him. Yeah, yeah there was, exactly. He might not have scored, but he definitely would have gotten positive yards. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. But, like, they were also doing design runs for him that were just, I mean, unfair, frankly. Yeah. I mean, were unfair. All right, we do have the uh, Steve Angeli question from Tom. Hey, fellas, is Steve Angeli playing well? I mean, he's not playing poorly. No. He's just not getting a lot of snaps right. Right. Because right. as we started off talking about the quarterbacks, it's predominantly Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. And then Angeli kind of gets a handful. It's 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 not a competition between Buckner, Pine, and Angeli and or Paulus. It is, right. Right. It is Buckner and Pine. At, at the Correct. Time. No question. And, and, you know, that's a competition for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's like I said, I think you and I both know or we feel like we know who's going to win that competition. But it's it's those two. Uh, right. Absolutely. The other the other two guys are they're getting mental reps during practice more often than anything else. And, you know, that that comes from what they were able to do during the spring. And it comes from what they were able to do during the summer. And the coaches know that, you know, it is what it is, and that you know they're gonna ride with those two guys, and I think that's the right decision to be honest with. There's only so many reps that you can give out in a two-hour practice, right? And you have to focus on the guys that are most likely going to play. If there's an injury or something, well, then you cross that bridge when you come to it. But you can't equally prepare three or four guys at any position, frankly, right? At quarterback, especially. No, that's exactly right. You know, even though it is training camp, you are still in training camp to get ready yeah. for the season. <laughs> and that's and that's another you know another thing we didn't really bring up is uh, they were using crowd noise in the first practice. Yeah, that's right. Camp and that was very interesting. I've been to a lot of open practices at Notre Dame, and I have never once heard them use crowd noise. And I mean, they're starting on day one using crowd noise. I I think that that was really really smart. And you can tell they're just getting these guys conditioned and getting them ready to go because it's going to be a hostile environment and all of that. And I, I love that. I love it. Yep. Brian uh, J. Irish says, I think Tyler Buckner play this year going to make some people move on from <laughs> Phil. And, you know, obviously we could see a head to head matchup in November between yeah. those guys. But I think you're right. You know, I, I think that I, I think I think that there I think people are good. Just again, we haven't seen a ton of Tyler Buckner live, sure. but I think people are sure. going to like what they see from Tyler. I Buckner. agree. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Completely agree. Yeah. All right. Some other uh, kind of here, you know, little notes. Prince Collie mm -hmm. was in t-shirt and shorts. Now you were over by the linebackers today. Yes. I was over by the offense and the quarterbacks. And so you kind of tell everyone what you saw, and then I'll say what Al Golden had to say awesome. in the media session afterwards. So uh, basically, when they were doing their FSA, which is their dynamic stretching at the beginning, you and I were actually looking for Prince Kali because for something else that you're working on. We were looking, where, where's white number 10? Where's where's Prince Kali? And we, we couldn't find him. We couldn't find him. And then uh, when they split up, there was one guy that was with the linebackers, but he, he was in shorts and a t-shirt and he wasn't actively participating in the drills but he was like mirroring the drills while they were doing it and he didn't look like he was hobbled at all uh he looked healthy 
He had a kind of a water bottle in his hand. He's doing kind of the drills off to the side on his own. Marcus Freeman came over and talked to him for a little while at one point. So it almost, it didn't feel like he was injured to me. Um, You know, we kind of, and I don't know what your answer is going to be, but like somebody standing next to me, we kind of, maybe it's concussion protocol, like that kind of a thing. We weren't really sure, but um, he looked like he was full go to me, but maybe just a precautionary thing. I don't know. So I will throw it to you, sir. So my answer is not going to be what anyone wants to hear. It's not bad. Okay. But Al Golden basically said, I'm going to defer all questions about injuries to Marcus Freeman. So we've got to wait until Saturday. Oh, brutal. You know, but we oh. will get to see we, we will get to see some practice again at the end of the week. Okay. Um, but you know, so maybe by then things have changed for Prince Kali. But if not, we'll get to ask Marcus Freeman Saturday. Gotcha. So no. You know, there was a question about, has it been reported why he wasn't practicing? No, the question was asked of Al Golden today, and, and Al said he didn't want to talk about injuries. He's going to let the head coach handle that. Okay, that's so, kind of a cop-out, but, under, you yeah. know, I get it. <laughs> right. I get it. Right. Uh, Joe Wilkins also riding on a stationary mm-hmm. bike today. Jaden Thomas was riding on a stationary bike Saturday, but he was back out on the field with the team today you know and you know doing everything that everybody else was doing with the receivers group and and all that stuff so you know things looking good along those lines we've seen kind of a little rotation over in the corner where the where the rehabbing guys work with the trainer and and all that stuff it's been a few receivers but uh joe wilkins was doing some sprints of his own like he was on the bike and then the trainer would have him do kind of a down and back across the field down there in yeah. the end zone in that corner of the field. Yeah, he was running the width of the field in the end zone. And he was working with uh, Mike Hunt. Yes, the width. Uh, Thank you. Um, the, the head athletic trainer um, uh, for football. And uh, so he was getting kind of some one-on-one work. And, you know, he's always in full pads, which is always very interesting over there, right, riding the bike and doing different things. So, true. you know, if I'm speculating, I would say that he's closer to coming back than not coming back. But uh, I don't think they're in any rush to get him back on the field. You know what I mean? Because the the beginning of camp is more along the lines of mental reps and getting yourself down and getting the playbook down and all those different things. He's been in the program for a long time. And so that part isn't an issue. And he's definitely working his butt off over there in the corner, you know, riding the bike and doing all the different things that they're doing. So he's getting work in. He's doing his thing. And I'm sure they'll bring him back whenever he's ready. But um, he's – I – would hope that he's going to be back soon. That would be fantastic. Yep. Again, uh, YouTube viewers, if you want to hit us up with some questions that you have regarding practice, you can throw them up there in the chat right now. If we don't get to them in this segment, we will uh, still get some in uh, in rapid fire as well. We've got a few kind of standing by. How about uh, how about that number fifteen for the offense, Tobias Merriweather? He's looked good so far. Smooth, Sean Styers. Smooth, man. I, yes. You and I were sitting next to get next to each other, and they were going through drills like right in front of us. And you know, he was last, and he's getting you know because he's a freshman, and he was moving the dummies around because he's a freshman. But then they started running the drills, and he's just different. He's just different than everybody else. And then that's not saying that the other guys aren't good because they really are. I mean. Uh, you know, Styles and Lindsey and all, all of those guys are gonna are gonna do great this year. But Tobias Merriweather doesn't look like a true freshman. 
Okay. Now, could he put a little bit more meat on his bones at some point? Of course, but he's just so long, so athletic. His feet are so good. I mean, this is the first time that I've been able to see him in person, and he did not disappoint at all. That was a joy to watch. Let's put it that way. Now, I will also say that because he is a true freshman, he's running with a third team. He's running with the other true freshmen. You know, Holden Stays, Steve Angeli, uh, you know, all, all of those guys. That Those are the guys that he's running with right now because they're still, you know, playing catch up and, and doing all of that. And that's totally fine. But man, in the individual stuff with the receivers stands out, you notice him right away. Yeah. And you know, all the things you said, and he's also got explosiveness coming out of those cuts and out right. of his breaks yeah. that you love to see. Now there's still obviously because he's a freshman and because he wasn't an early enrollee. So, you know, he's only been on campus for the summer so far there's there's right. still some room for this guy to to fill out a little bit more to pack a little bit of muscle on his frame but you know to hear Tommy Reese talk about him it's it's really about you know they one they really like the way he got into the playbook over the summer you know the way he jumped in right away the way he yeah. was able to absorb things and it's it's really all about kind of the finer points you know just a guy who's right. coming out of high school, who's still a little bit raw right now. You know, just like today in the first couple drills they were doing, they were doing like some short passing stuff. The receiver would catch a ball and he had a defensive back trailing him, you know, just some short passes from the quarterbacks. And like Tobias Merriweather, and for, again, this is for the YouTube viewers who can see, he secured the ball up here against his chest. And Chancey Stuckey said, no, not, not up here, it's here. You know, so you've got your arm kind of, you know, more at this angle right. right here. And, you know, so like just just little things like that, you know, just just all those little things. And, you know, I think that there is a ton of upside. And, and you know, I was maybe, you know, again, because of the freshman history, the wide receivers and all that stuff. We were talking about it last week. I was probably a lot more skeptical than you but he's uh he's opened my eyes so far yeah. the first few times we've got to see him over there absolutely and 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 the roadblocks to the freshman getting on the field are both gone One, one's at georgia tech and one's at lsu and so not only are they almost forced to get him on the field or forced to get him in the rotation because of the numbers because they kind of are but chancy stuck he's coaching him up and it is very clear that he's coaching him up and he's getting him ready and they're you know, if, if you look at all things equal, right, and you just take away the FR in front of his name, he he deserves to play. He's going yeah. to play. I mean, he's going to force himself onto the field, and any wide receiver room that has him in it and he doesn't play, they're doing something wrong. Period. I mean, he's, he's got to be – he's definitely top five on among the receivers right now Absolutely. I think there's a That's strong right case now. that uh, and I think there's a strong case that he's you know maybe even you know sitting in three or four just sure. depending on what day it is you know right. like if we if we got to see you know more full stuff he, he might be opening our eyes even more or you know the other side maybe we see more inconsistencies that we haven't seen so right. far because he is a freshman but you know, that, that's kind of what I, we only get one more full practice. That's the one I'm waiting for now at this point. And that's not for a while. It's like, I mean, yeah, let me see. I've got my calendar. It's Friday, but it's not this Friday. It's next Friday. So 
almost two weeks. Oh yes, of course. It's the day of the you know our first high school football broadcast. So of course, not, not here that Irish breakdown has to worry about, but I'll be dealing with that. <laughs> yes, yes, so, you will. Yes, um, Logan Diggs. He's been wearing the red jersey. The only quarterback not wearing the red jersey and Chancey Stuckey's hoodie asks Logan Diggs wearing a red jersey but doesn't seem to shy away from contact is he farther along in your eyes and I would say yes and oops I'm going to hide that for just a second and I would also say that in that very first press conference Marcus Freeman not only left the door open but seemed to strongly indicate that you know barring some setback from where Diggs is right now he's going to play against Ohio State which I think we're all surprised about and yeah. but happily surprised because <laughs> I think he's looked really good in the opportunities that he's had when they're running, you know, team and, and obviously when they're running individual, he looks good. I mean, his legs mm-hmm. weren't the issue. His legs weren't injured. Uh, you know, so he, he looked good. He's not afraid to take a hit, obviously, or, or deliver a hit. Um, he kind of had to be told after that, like, hey, you might want to just settle down just a little bit. You know, you're not quite ready. You are wearing a red jersey for a reason. Uh, well, but the coach is in that position. So he, he's wearing, you know, it's his left shoulder that's injured and he's wearing one of those black neoprene, you know, brace supports underneath and it comes down, excuse me, and his upper arm. So you can see that kind of, you know, coming out of his jersey. <laughs> well, so he runs the ball up the middle. And again, they're not in full pads. It's not full tackle. Right. He throws his right shoulder, the other shoulder, you know, right into the chest of a defensive back yes. who was coming downhill trying to make a play on him. So, you know, at least he threw the correct shoulder into the defensive back, and he's True. Not, but it, but he's also not shying away from it right no. now. He looks like a guy who is right. who is itching to get back to it, and I'm sure that they're probably having to, you know, kind of reel him in a little bit when he's out there at practice. Right yeah, now. and but it's it's a really encouraging sign. Unless, oh yeah, you know. He could be his own worst enemy at this point. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know if you tell me that Notre Dame has a game in a little less than a month, I'm I'm telling you from what I've seen in practice, he looks like he'll be ready to go. I, I really do believe yeah. that, and I'm surprised because originally it was October, then it was late September, and now it's for the opener. And the issues everybody had with depth at running back is that that is going away, frankly, because now you're going to have four healthy scholarship running backs and that's where you want to be you know that's absolutely where you want to be and it allows Jabron Payne to come along at a bit of a slower pace because I don't think he's quite there physically all the way yet and the other three guys definitely are so yeah I I mean it's it's a good sign it's a really really good sign and they're going to you know parse out his production and all of that stuff but when you have more guys to do that with the better off you're going to be We've got our own questions that we're going to get to in rapid fire, and we have more listener questions we'll get to in rapid fire. Let's wrap this part up, though. Eli Raritan, the uh, the freshman tied in. Again, this is another guy who you were pretty high on, and six foot six, mm-hmm. and wearing that number nine, yeah, baby. he stands out out there. And it's not just because of you know the shape of his body. I think this is another freshman you know again i think we were talking about it last week that maybe this is a guy who can come in and contribute especially when you look at the numbers at receiver and you know what what you need to do to give yourself you know some viable 
receiving right. options. I like the guy. I, I like the way this guy moves and his size as well just makes him so unique you right. know, in terms of, you know, like you, you, what Tyler Buckner can do. This is a guy who's going to be easy to find yeah. Tyler Buckner. And he, I think he can also, you know, kind of help, you know, c- kind of tandem up with Michael Mayer out there. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he's super athletic. Uh, you know, he can catch the football, obviously he is. And look, one of the things that we've been talking about for a really long time is look, Notre Dame runs a lot of two and three tight end sets, but they just never use that second and third tight end as passing threats. Yeah. And, you know, they've got guys that can be passing threats and he is definitely one of those guys. And you want to talk about healing fast. Holy smokes. I mean, you know, he, he tore up his knee this calendar year. It wasn't it in like January or something along those lines. It was during basketball season. I know that much. And so he's already back. He's not wearing a red jersey. He's full go, as far as I can tell. And everything that he's doing in practice, the kid looks really, really good. And we talked before his injury that he would have a chance at playing time, you know, this season as a true freshman. I don't think that prediction has changed a whole lot. I I think he's got ample opportunity to be a guy that can be counted on for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, uh, you know, he, he stood out on day one, especially. And, you know, again, like when you've got two freshmen like Merriweather and Raritan standing out on day one of fall training camp, that, that says a lot about who they are and and what, you know, what they have that they're able to stand out like that, because, you know, not, not everyone's going to be Kyle Hamilton and come in and, and pick off eight practices, you know, like in the first week as a, as a true freshman, obviously they're offensive players, but they, they uh, have both looked good so far. Don't forget, hit that like button, rate, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Much appreciated. It helps out the show and uh, the Irish Breakdown platform greatly. Mark, appreciate uh, the compliments. As love your show, guys. We appreciate it as always. And uh, well, Vince, we kind of we're mixing up the schedule a little bit, so Vince is going to be back Wednesday. Yes, sir. Now, but uh, we'll be back. I'll be back here tomorrow with jesse and uh, we've got a lot more that will be rolling your way as well you know some stuff that we didn't get a chance to get to yeah. tonight that we'll get to on tomorrow's show and, and over the course of the next week as well so we're, we're just we're just always going to be chock full of football information at this point absolutely so, happy birthday to miss bailey make sure you tell her for me thank you very much i will do so have a great night And we'll be back tomorrow, 6 o'clock live. And, of course, on all the podcast platforms right here on IB Nation Sports Talk.